Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Dark Travels hostess. Tonight, as we close out our trip to Chicago, we happen to have a road trip with the panda. Or, yeah, serial. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Road trip with the panda. That is how long. It's been since you've been here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're the I last couldn't even button. remember the damn button. It's the last one. I am the last thing of everything. <laughs> Hello. So, I'm actually here with, obviously, the panda and the polar bear. Road trip with the polar bear. <laughs> yeah. You just play do host in your car. <laughs> do. Do the host. polar bear. <laughs> So tonight, like I said, we're uh, closing out our trip to Chicago with a serial killer, which we normally do with Sierra, but tonight it's the panda's night. I was replaced. I was the, I was the runner-up or the backup, right? Yeah, well, well, you don't seem not, to mind. I'm not. It's not serial panda killer. No. You, pandas are too cute and cuddly to be serial killers. Have you seen Tropic Thunder? <laughs> he tries to eat. Panda tries to eat Ben Stiller. No, it's pretty deadly. They're like in Vietnam. They're not in China. Uh, it's an Asian pan. They're Asian. What does that mean? Asia? It's Asia? Asia? It's an Asian bear. Pandas are native to China. I don't even remember where they're at. Are they in Vietnam? They're in Vietnam. Are they in Vietnam. They're making a movie about the Vietnam War. About the Vietnam War. Does mean they're in Vietnam? Yeah. They make movies about the Vietnam War in Hollywood. So. <laughs> Her name was Amanda. That's all She's I know. Cute, cuddly panda. <laughs> it's a panda. Her name was Amanda. <laughs> That's right. The T-Row. <laughs> but yes, like she said, we're we're going, well, you guys have already been there and hanging out in Chicago, and I guess I'm the one taking you out of here. So, what serial killer are we talking about tonight? We're talking about the lipstick killer today. The lipstick killer. The lipstick killer. Okay. Not that doggy stuff either. Is it because he was wearing lipstick every time he killed somebody? That'd be pretty cool. Is it like kissing Kate from Holes? Oh, with the poison? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, no. So, I'll start at the beginning. That's with, a good spot. Yeah, that's usually where how stories begin, right? Chronologically so, speaking. Chronologically and makes the most sense in terms of describing who, why the man, who he is. Our killer, lipstick killer, who most would know him by, is William Hyrenes. He was born November 15th, 1928, in Evanston, Illinois, which is right outside Chicago. But they ended up, he ended up moving, be moving to Chicago. 
So, and he would end up growing in the suburbs over there. Now, unfortunately, the time of the Great Depression, and it's not, you know, easy living over there, and his parents' businesses didn't really work out, so he had kind of a poor life. But at an early age, he develops a, uh, I guess it's like a kleptomaniac, kleptomaniacy? How do you say that? Yeah, where he likes to steal yeah, stuff. Yeah, he likes clip, kleptomaniac kind of things. Is he stealing foods or just random stuff? Random stuff. Okay. So, at you know, at a young age, at, at 13, 13 years old, he actually gets caught with a handgun. And this is like 1928, so it's, I'm, I'm assuming everyone's got a handgun out there somewhere doing something crazy. In 38? 28. 28. So this is... Well, uh, it's past 28. Past this when he was born. Yeah. I was going to say, the above. crash happened in 28. Right. So point being, he's 13 years old, so then he's it's 41, and so he gets caught with a firearm, and the, the cops come to arrest him. Quote, unquote, he's still a minor or whatever, but so can't really do everything to an adult, but... They go back to the house, and they're like, hey, your kid's got a gun on him, yada, yada, yada. And they go and search his room, and he's got, in today's value, over $60,000 worth of stolen goods. That's guns, jewelry, miscellaneous objects, just chilling. So yeah. this was, the, this was the, the, th- the theft that trips him up, basically. Right. He was caught with the gun, which led to the discovery of him being, who, you know, being this little burglar. And he confesses to it all, but the thing was, he never sold it. He never sold any of the goods. So, it's kind of... Just kind wanted of, it. It's kind of a red flag right there. He just wanted to do it. To see if he can get away with it? Oh. Well, he almost got away with it until he got a gun. Well, they, he probably would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids, but go oh. ahead. Uh, so, because of that, he was sent to St. Bede Academy. And right off the bat, he was... It was like a school for Christians, kind of kind of reform kind of thing. So it was like a high school Christian school, and right off the bat, you know, he came off as a as a star student. So he was really well developed educationally, and he didn't even actually do his senior year there. He ended up leaving early and joining, attending uh, Chicago University at the age sixteen. And so he sounds like he got on track, and he went to his college. I mean, right. Chicago University at age 16, I mean, I, I don't know. What they, so what I was just, his IQ if he's hitting college at 18 or 16? He, he, I don't know his IQ number. <laughs> but, you know, he, he had to be giving special programs for people to for advanced. Like gifted students. Yeah. Okay. So, and he's he's well-liked. He, he's he's not like an ugly guy or nothing. He's, you know, Ted Bundy-looking kind of guy. I thought Ted Bundy was ugly. But this guy. Yeah, I didn't think he was good-looking either. This guy's pretty good-looking. But, of course, people's tastes change in the course of the decade, I mean. I guess. But, I mean, if you look him up, he, I mean, when he was younger, he's like, all right. He's also 16. But he, he's popular. He gets along with the ladies. He's well. He's he's smart. He's got things going. People would kind of praise him, the professors and stuff. But he doesn't stop stealing. He can't stop the klepto. Yeah. yeah. From what I understand, he didn't feel like he did anything wrong. He, he called it his hobby of right. stealing stuff. It wasn't like... Oh, I'm stealing it because I need the money. It was that's just something I like doing. Probably, probably just wanted to see if he can get away with it or how long he can get away with it. Right. I mean, it's just it's just something. It's like a bad habit to him. I would assume. I chew nails. He steals stuff. He would even end up start stealing war bonds. Well, that's a bad idea because I think those are traceable. <laughs> well, they weren't <laughs> very traceable because they don't find it for quite a while. Okay. So and he also gets a job too. He also works at a local railroad. Depot, 
I mean, he steals, he goes to work, goes to school. He's a busy guy. So he's, Well, I mean, if he's not dating, yeah, he's got his But he's calendar. dating, too. <laughs> Okay. I don't know how he does it. He's he's fucking psycho. A lot of energy. All these psycho serial killers got a lot of time on their hand for some reason, or that they know how to. They're really good at time management. Apparently. Yeah, I'm. I don't kill people, and I'm terrible at it. <laughs> Sometimes I nap twice in one day. <laughs> and it feels great. However, in 1945, on June 4th, which is not today, but it was just passed when we're recording this, was yes, the today. first killing. Today is June. Today's June 5th. 5th. Oh, yesterday. Yeah. So it was the first killing of the lipstick killer. First connected killing. Her name was Josephine Ross. She was 43 years old. When the police arrived to her apartment. There was no forced entry. And they had deducted that he had entered the building earlier from some sort of backside entrance and had been waiting. So, so did he break into her apartment or was he waiting for her? To, to her come? apartment somehow. So he must have he broke through the building and managed to get his way into the apartment. But there was no forced entry, so... I mean, if he's been stealing that much, I'm sh- I'm sure he knows how to get into... Right, get in and out with houses or well, Actually, you raised a great question. What's he stealing and how's he stealing it? Is he going into people's houses and stealing? He's going to apartments, houses. It's a lot of... In Chicago, it's a city, so he's sticking to a lot of, you know, city life, suburban areas. So he's learned how to pick locks, is basically what I'm hearing. Right, you know, he's, he's very nimble... I mean, you have to be in that kind of city, like, because they, you know, they lock a lot of things. A lot of things are broken, and so he's a, he's he's he's, he's a, a cat, basically, a big cat. Well, cat burglar. Cat burglar. <laughs> yeah. So either way, she was killed while she was sleeping. She was stabbed in the throat. Oh my god. Um, but the weird part was is they deducted that the killer took her to the bathroom and cleaned her. What? And then. Like washed her, yeah, like washed gave her a bath. Washed. Yeah, yeah. They detected that because the water, like there was like water residue of blood and bloody towels in the tub. So, so unless she got stabbed, walked up. Was she to, assaulted? But she was just she was just stabbed, and then she was, she was put back into the bed, and she was bandaged up, bandaged up, and had a skirt placed over her head and her stockings over the wounds. Yeah. So the, you, you, the well, face you have again, right now is the face what, that the cops have. Did he sexually assault her? No. So normally if they cover the face, normally, and I'm not, you know, a forensic psychologist or anything of this, but typically if they cover the face, it's because they know the person. Did he know her? Mm, they never deducted that. Okay. But he fucking he cleaned her whole body and then put her back in the bed. I don't know. I mean, I've Did never... he have mommy issues? No, his mom was still around. His mom actually ends up, hashtag spoilers, when he gets convicted or whatever, she actually stands by him in the court. It's like, he's a good kid. No. This and that. Well, yeah, so. <laughs> no, weird. No matter what happens, no. I stick by my son. You know, so she's, he doesn't have mommy issues. Daddy was around too. I think he died before he gets convicted though. Okay, From what so... I understand is that, that they were fighting a lot because of the... Like the hard times that they were going through, the mm-hmm. Great Depression and the, the war going on, and everything. I mean, even though they were still together, they were fighting all the time. They were fighting more than they weren't. So his hobby of stealing was more like a get away from the house. So rather than spend time at home and listen to all the bullshit, he'd just go, go take some stuff. Yeah, okay. everyone's well, got their outlet, right? 
Okay, so he stabs her, cleans her up, covers her up, and then what? And then he cleans her apartment and cleans all forensic evidence. But he left the towels and the blood. Yeah, but like, there's no, I mean, so, you know, back then, forensic evidence wasn't it what it is today. It doesn't exist. It's, you know, it's the beginning. It's the birth of forensic evidence, essentially. I say the birth, but, like, the infant stage of it all. Yeah, see, so like, you just use your fingerprint to open the phone. Like, <laughs> okay, so so they were like, okay, well, he, this guy knows that you know we're looking for these kind of things, fingerprints, you know, things that we haven't really discovered yet in terms of forensic evidence. But now they're like, oh, he did that because to not leave any trace of him there. You know what I'm saying? What one thing that I I saw in here that uh she had she was gripping a bundle oh, of hair. hair. Dark brown hair, which didn't lead the police anywhere, except for they were looking for a dark-haired man or a dark-haired person. So the next victim would come later that year, in December 10th, 31-year-old Frances Brown. Frances Brown. She was found in the bathtub and with a bread knife stuck in her throat. The bread knife. The bread knife. Like the butter knife? Was she killed in the bathtub, or was she just found there? Like she was found. She was, like, halfway in the bathtub with the bread knife in her neck. So those wounds were actually been covered up with pajamas. So I don't I don't know what this guy's... So he's just reaching for anything then? Yeah, so he's just covering up his wrongdoings. Right. So... Was her face also covered? No, it was just the wounds. Okay. But the apartment was also cleaned. But this time, he leaves a message in lipstick on the wall. What did it say? It said, for heaven's sake, catch me before I kill, before I kill more. I cannot control myself. So now at this point, you know, mental health is also, you know, a rising topic in that time too. Right. So maybe they're kind of thinking, oh, maybe this guy's got like a split personality kind of thing going on. I mean, they're kind of reaching out now. Right, like, one personality's trying to stop the other. Right, so they're kind of thinking, uh, maybe it's like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing. Well, but, it actually kind of sounds like that. I mean, they're stealing and then there's killing. Those are two separate things. Right, so and that's why, you know, well, at this point, they don't know it's him yet, so they just see a killer, and, you know, but he's, you know, he's burglar. But it's also like, it's also like drug use, you know? Once you do heroin for the first time, you'll never reach that sense of dopamine that's released the first time. So you keep doing it over and over to reach that. You're chasing that first yeah, high. You're chasing. You're, you're chasing that dragon that you can never catch. Right. So you turn to something else that's stronger and heavier. That I mean, that's just my assumption. You know. So he used stealing, and when it wasn't reaching that relief for him or mm-hmm. that uh, ex- sense of ecstasy. He turns to killing to catch that dragon. Right. That's just my estimated guess at okay. that point. But, I mean. It it does make sense. I guess you wouldn't know if anything was missing from the dead people's house because nobody else inventories. Right. Somebody, no one else. Yeah. And, yeah. No one else keeping track Stealing. of what's in the house. And all these women were by themselves, so. Sorry. <laughs> but he did mess up. And they actually found a bloody f- fingerprint on like a uh, a lock, like a deadbolt, on like at the door. So 
that was left behind. It was the one thing that was left behind. It's the only clue they have now. But they can't run it through like a database or anything. So they have this fingerprint and no fingers to compare it to. Well, the whole city of Chicago to compare it to. Right. But, I mean, I'm not walking around Chicago asking for fingerprints. Right. <laughs> See your hand. <laughs> See your hand. So next year, on January 6th, 1946, he kidnaps a little girl named Suzanne Deegan. Barely a month after the last killing. And it was determined that he snuck into her room, which was like an apartment like on the second floor, with a ladder, opened the window, and snatched her. And left a ransom note stating, get 20000 ready and wait for word. Do not notify FBI or police. Burn note for safety. Yeah. So, those are the exact words, but the note itself is written so poorly, like, ready is spelled R-E-D-D-Y, and wait is W-A-I-T-E. Which he did on purpose, because if he's got a college education, yeah, he knows how to spell those words. Right. right. So, it's a, it's an act to try to throw it off, and like, all the words are, have random capital letters in it, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it's not written properly, but, but... Is a note left behind, but unfortunately, they didn't really have time to. And this is where it throws me off because he relieves the ransom note, right? And then, literally, not even 48 hours later, they find the head of Suzanne in a, a sewer drain, like on the side of the road. And then they end up finding all their other body parts across the local neighborhood sewer. So. So he dismembered her. Right. So now the police are even more confused of why. Because he changed his M.O. Again. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's not again, but to this point, it is the first time it's changing to dismemberment now. And serial killers don't typically do that. Right. So it's like, well, what the hell? They weren't expecting something like that to happen, but, you know, she, it was. they found the head, they found both legs, the torso, and her arms, and pretty rough. In the sewers? Right. That is a total disregard of someone's body and their life. You're tossing them literally in the sewage. Yeah. I don't know what his plan was for that either. It, it was like, when you read into it or do whatever, it's just you're trying to figure out, like... Well, know. where was his... In order to disembody someone, you have to have a place. Right. So it was determined that she was taken to... Got a laundry room, like a laundry area, and took him to the basement and taken care of there. Oh. So. So he's scouting out second so location. Well, yeah, he's lived in Chicago. He knows the area, and he's and he knows how to. Where a certain where places to go, are, right. right? Okay. So that ups the game, and now now there's this mass, even more mass panic by the people. The hey, you got to catch this motherfucker. So now this man. So Chicago knows there's a problem on the yeah. Hands. Chicago knows that now this is fuck. Fucking uh, an uproar. And then all these other crimes start happening that don't really match it, but they're somehow, like, they keep happening in the same area. So they, they're, they're, you know, they're bringing down the area to this certain zone. So, like, the random crimes were, like, a 19-year-old woman, she was being assaulted, or, like, she saw the man coming through the window, and she ended up getting shot in the arm because she was trying to defend him off. So she survives, but she gets shot. And it's the same same concept. He's trying to come through the window. Yeah, this another cat burglar is trying to come through, and she gets shot. Next one would have been yeah, but he didn't use a gun. 
Right, so now he's got a gun. But every So they time, think it's him. Right, they think it's him. Right, they assume every every break in is now the same guy. Right, they're assuming everything is him now. Okay. And so the next one was a woman named Evelyn Peterson. She actually survives the attack. He the only way he could have got in was from a skyline or like a skyline roof that he had to climb down and do some fucking Spider Man shit to get through. Right. Which a cat burglar would be able to. And he actually came down and assaulted her and didn't kill her though. He deliberately left her to live. Right. He ransacked the apartment, left her to live, and then she was actually discovered by her sister who was who was trying to come in and by a random teenage older teenager who at the same time our boy Bill or William is about seventeen. So and then so the seventeen year old and the, the sister are outside the apartment door, they're talking, and then she tries to go in and then she knows something's wrong. He's like, I'm gonna go get help and then he's gone. He's he's a good looking guy, good with the lady, because they're kinda of flirting before she realizes her sister's like dying in there. Okay, so on her way up there, she bumps into the him. Right, but it's like outside her sister's door. Okay. So, this guy's just weird. This guy's just trying to find any way to get off. Now he's got a witness. He's got two witnesses. Well, the the victim did not see who attacked her. Okay, well, the sister saw. Right. So, showing your face there, not his best move, but... And then another woman, and side note, another woman gets shot through the window as well. She's just fucking chilling at home eating breakfast. This dude shows up and shoots her through the window. <laughs> and they're certain it's him. They're 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 positive by connecting to all the pits. They're so close knit together, the crimes. In the it, same area. Okay. Right. So it's like this motherfucker's just terrorizing this little neighborhood. <laughs> fucking doing whatever he wants. Fuck Chicago, man. Fuck Chicago. But, so at this point, you know, the manhunt's on. Everyone's in the uproar, like, you need to find who did this. So the police are just, they go through, like, over 300 suspects. And the worst suspect that they could have ever chose was a 65-year-old janitor named uh, Hector Verbu. Verbu, he's, like, European. Well, that puts a target on his back. Right. So they bring him in for questioning, quote-unquote, and they they beat the shit out of him. They torture him. They tell him, why did you do it? You know, he's like, what the hell are you talking about? I don't know what's happening. And they expect the 65-year-old man to climb through a skylight, some motherfucking Mission Impossible stuff. Climb through ladders to steal a girl. And, yeah, I I, I wouldn't be okay. telling you this if this didn't happen, but this is what the police are resorting to. They're resorting to 65-year-old men. Okay. And then the community is now pissed that they picked this guy up because apparently he's he's a janitor, so he's he's around and he sees a bunch of people, and the people like him. So he's a beloved individual in the community, right? And he doesn't even speak English very well, so he can't even make the ransom note or write the words in the lipstick or anything like that. And then the wife even. Oh, was I mean, it would make sp- make sense since the note was misspelled, right? But but like the lipstick else, really. on the wall was spelled cor- correctly, so. But then they even started pressuring the wife, be like, you need to turn this monster in, and just started going at her. She's like, what the hell are you guys talking about? And so then they end up getting away, you know, getting out of it, and they end up turning around and suing Chicago police. Which they should have done. And They're she, torturing him. Yeah, it was fucked up. And they got like thousands of dollars in return, which was good. So good good little victory to the story. Silver lining. <laughs> Silver, Silver lining. lining. 
1965 and the 1940s, I mean, what kind of quality of life you got after that? I, I mean, I couldn't even say, I, the police brutality back then was probably pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. There ain't no fucking rules. There ain't no cameras. <laughs> there ain't no nothing. body cams. No one there to help you. So. All right. But yeah, so they're, they're getting desperate. So till one day in June 26, 1946, a local caretaker was taking care, was doing his rounds in his apartment building. You know, especially now that the crime is getting a little wonky. He's going around and he actually finds a younger, you know, a t- an older teenager who and he goes to approach and then pulls a gun on him, the teenager. On the caretaker. Right. So now he's like, oh, shit. And the teenager actually doesn't shoot him. He just books it. And when he books it, the just happens to be local police by and they end up trying to take him down. But in their reports, when they try to take him down, he is like he is ridiculously strong. That's the word I can use. So the, he basically has the strength of he's basically got the strength of like ten men. A line, yeah, ten <laughs> men. And he's flexible and he's getting out of them. There, the, the two cops are like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" And so they resort to grabbing these clay pots, you know, flower pots, and breaking on his head. So you break, they break one against his head, nothing. Break two against his, it just happens to be this Italian woman. So it's almost pops. kind of like a, um, like a Three Stooges scenario where they're trying to take down the bad guy, and they're grabbing all these extra props, and right. nothing's working. Right, and then now they're, you know, this guy's got a gun, and then he tries to shoot them with the gun, but the gun doesn't even work. So they're like, oh, thank God we didn't get shot because this guy's kicking <laughs> our ass. And all we got are these flower pots, and the third one actually ends up working, and he goes down, and they finally get him. So, but they take him back to jail. And they're like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" Whatever else, but he, you know, he's charismatic still, and he's still kind of, you know, like this guy's kind of whatever. But they're still kind of sh- in shock of like what this guy did to the cops. And then, so they they go to the college and they start questioning, like, "Hey, do you know who this person is?" They're like, "Oh yeah, that's so and so. That's Bill." You know, he's a, he's a good guy, this and that. And they're like, well, he was arrested for pulling a gun on a, on an innocent bystander and this and that. They're like, him? Bill? No. 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 Not Bill. And even when he was in the precinct, you know, he wasn't doing anything. He was just chilling. He wasn't his monster self. Right. So it was like, they're like, maybe we got the wrong guy or something, anything. But he still pulled the gun on the cops and fired or attempted to. Yeah, but he's just that good, I guess. I don't fucking know. These man, the cops are crazy back in the day. Fucking people are great. I don't get it. But it's until they go to his dorm room, and they find all the war bonds, all the stuff he's been stealing for the past year, and it's valued over like a million dollars. But he doesn't sell it. He he has all this money and stuff. He doesn't. Even, he could have been gone. And I still don't get it. And so they. I the, think he thought he was untouchable. He must. He wasn't going to get caught. Something. He's just that fucking masculine or whatever. He's also just fucking crazy. But I mean, he was. He didn't get caught because of the investigation. He got caught by pure accident. And sometimes that's how it works. Yeah. Right. So he got caught because he was going to do something else, and then it just happened to be. Yeah. A series. The look of, of the drug. Yeah. yeah. The cops just happened to be there. And this and that, so, so they're like, "Oh shit, this guy's you know at least a burglar." And they're like, "Well, how do you get through all these apartments and never get caught?" And no one's you know, it's like, "Oh, he that kind of fits the ammo we're looking for." And they compare the the fingerprint to 
the bloody fingerprint they found. And it's not an exact match. So I guess there's like a point system and it didn't meet the certain points. But it's like, oh, they're like, oh, it's pretty close. And then they end up finding a fingerprint on the, the ransom note. And that was also pretty close. Close enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> And so they start, you know, doing uh, their own investigating on him and trying to help him remember. So, <laughs> but he was not given a lawyer. He was, oh, they gave no. him truth serum and everything. I mean, they go to town on this guy. And eventually he, he, he does get a lawyer eventually and... And they just kind of put it two and two together. And they're like, oh, this is our guy. This is him. And so he, but he's weird. And he starts, and he starts getting weird. And he starts saying, oh, yeah, I did do it. And he, he takes his word back. No, I didn't do it. Well, they all like to play that game. Right. And so, but then his lawyers even come to the conclusion that like, hey, we're pretty sure this, you did it. So it's best if you take the uh, the non-death. The deal. Yeah, the deal. So he takes, the, he even takes a deal. Then he goes back on the deal. I mean, this guy's just getting wonky, and then like, so maybe he is split personality. Yeah. So I mean, at one point, you know, they they end up you know putting him in a bed where he has to be strapped down or whatever, and witnesses will, like see him and do nothing, but just stare off blankly at the wall, just like checked out. Right. So something had to have happened to him. I mean, people generally don't go this, aren't this broken. Generally speaking, I mean, it happens, but it's not, it's usually something that causes it. I mean, I don't, and, but you're saying mommy and daddy seem okay. Well, I mean, as good as they can be, I guess. Okay. But event, it was just enough, and he was accused of doing it. Old Bill. But well, I mean, young Bill, he's 17. Oh, yeah, young Bill. So he's 17 at this point. Now he's being tried, and it's going by quick. Like they're on it; they're ready to get. Oh him. yeah, because it's a public case now. Because the, the second murder with the lipstick, kind of sparked the whole. Yeah, thing. sparked the whole thing. The first one didn't even make the headlines, and then the second one actually kind of blew out publicly. It's because everyone got scared with the writing on the wall. So it was like, oh, he's making a public statement, and then you know, a, dis- a six-year-old dismembered girl kind of makes headlines yeah. too. Yeah, I mean that's horrific. Right. I mean, all the deaths are horrific, but I mean. Ugh. But I mean, so he's he's being tried and everything else. And then at some point in the process, he even mentions to the cops while he's being, you know, quote unquote interviewed. He's like, you just got to ask George. And they're like, who the fuck is George? And he says, George, like, Manea or something. So I forget the last name. And there's no one in the record of that name. And they're like, well, maybe that's, maybe it's him. This yeah. is alter ego. Right. Maybe it's the alter ego who's not out. Or second personality. Right, the alter ego. Yeah. So, but it was never, like, proven or confirmed. Uh, so maybe he was playing the cops. Right. Like, he has multiple personalities. So, I mean, it didn't work because Homeboy still got sentenced to life. He didn't get to death penalty. And what's shitty is, is you know, there's no real... <sighs> I, I think he did it. He did it. There's no way he didn't do it. And I didn't really bring it all the evidence. I mean, there's nothing else evidence. There's nothing to really link the two because he had all these stolen guns who, and there's no gun records or anything. And you, anyone could have a bread knife, quote unquote. And either way, so he goes to prison and, the, and what is it? 
in 98, there, there's over the year, before that, even before 98, people have tried to get him out of jail. People have gotten tried to, to get, exonerate him. Yes. Like these people are like, he's innocent. You guys, you guys just abused, you abused him and made him, you know, sign off and become the killer. He's not, he's innocent. And this and that. Like a forced confession? Yeah. Right. Beat the shit out of him. You like, guys okay, just stop. I'll say, yeah. Which, I mean, and that, you know, it could have been, but. Did the killing stop after his ass was arrested? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> well, he's just saying. <laughs> Sorry, her name was Dolores Kennedy. She was a social activist, and she formed the group in 1994. And they wanted to, to bring the evidence to light and then bust him out of jail because for his human rights and human decency to get him out. No. In 94. So he's already been serving. He's 70-something at this point in time. Right. He ends up being one of the most, or the, how do they quote it, one of the longest tenured prisoners in Illinois history. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think he, he was the first one with a college degree. Yes. He graduated uh, college in prison. Yes. Uh, well, good for him. Continue his uh, higher education. Well, that's education. the thing. He goes to prison. He actually does reform, quote unquote, rehabilitation. Rehabilitation of his finest. That's right. There's guys like him that make this shit happen. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, if he can do it, they can all do it. Because he goes in there, he starts making programs to help other inmates to get ready. He goes and go to a minimum security pr- prison. Like he's not even max prison anymore. He get, I mean, he gets diabetes and. He's putting, he has to go by wheelchair sometimes. But, I mean, he's he's an outstanding inmate individual. Well, he's probably hoping someone will be like, look, he's too good. Right. He's too good to be to have done these horrific things. Well, did they ask George? No? Okay, then. Well, even <laughs> in, in the 2000s, he asked to be released from prison because he's so old. And he's like, I'm good. Like, can I come out now? And, and they deny him. They deny him parole when no. he's like 80 something or something. Well, I, I think out? normally I would have been like, oh, well, he's 80. But you guys heard about that recent uh, situation where the, the elderly person was released and then they killed again. And they were like in their 80s. Oh. So. Checks out. No Who would have thought a murderer is still a murderer? Correct. But he did. They did exactly what they told him to do. They told he told him to do stop me or I'll keep killing. And guess what? They stopped him. And guess what? <laughs> no more killings. So yeah. Well, he ended up dying in prison anyway. So yeah. he's dead now. Wherever you're at, I wanted to point somewhere, but I don't think he's in heaven. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is the Chicago Lipstick Killer, Bill. What a guy. Or not. Rumor has it. Now, I, I saw a thing, and I couldn't confirm it, but there was a couple times where it was mentioned that. So so the chick where she was attacked and lived, when her sister came in and everything, so right. the little skyline uh, fucking hatch or whatever. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it said that the person who had jumped through it or gone through it had left. A fucking turd on the roof. Like, he had to take a shit before he did it. Oh. <laughs> no. Well, they didn't have forensic I just want to put that then. aside. Fun in there. fact. <laughs> yeah, fun fact for this. But I was like. He's probably out there for a long time. <laughs> yeah, he's probably Honestly. waiting. That's probably what it was. He probably was waiting. waiting. Prowling. I got to take a shit. Yeah. He, was like, go, he, he didn't go. bring a brown bag with him. <laughs> he didn't bring a kitty litter for a cat burglar. 
<laughs> left the DNA right there. Right there. Nobody could have sold well, it. Well, now they could confirm it if they kept it, but whatever. What about a brown bag? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's what we what we have for you tonight on the business. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. We have a Facebook page at where the dark corners are. If you have a topic that you'd like to share or that you would like us to do, <laughs> please post on there. <laughs> this is what you say. This is exactly right. <laughs> my, yeah, you, you, you uh, dot uh, your eyes uh, across uh, your yeah, T's. Uh, I don't uh, know what else you could do. Yeah, post on the page. Just, just It's okay. The admins are not scary. <laughs> you can send us an email. Oh, okay. Uh, we don't want to just email anymore. People do email. Facebook. Send me an email <laughs> both. to show email him. Email and Facebook. Yeah, the only the only reason I have email is just so I can Get log into Netflix and yeah. stuff. Yeah, okay. that's the only reason I have email. <laughs> I don't want emails from work. <laughs> Either way, send the topic at where the dark corners are at <laughs> gmail dot com. Okay. Uh, final thoughts, Panda. Final thoughts. I thought he was gonna be wearing lipstick when I was gonna start this. I thought it was gonna be like a serious lady <laughs> killer or something. But I mean, he only hurt women. There was no men hurt in the process except for those two cops. Did he ever say why he just? No, he he just confesses to it and then and takes it back and then and when he gets actually when he gets to prison he's like no I didn't do those crimes so get me out of here okay. yeah so just like every other fucking <laughs> everybody else yeah mm-hmm. final thoughts polar bear um I'm on board with that I, well honestly I thought it was gonna be a lady wearing lipstick and after she killed she would leave like a little note or like a kiss on the forehead but that's that's too much movie th- script okay. Yeah, honestly, he probably could have been a really rich guy if he just stole stuff yeah. and sold it. and War bonds. You know, ju- just stole stuff rather than... Killing. Killing, you know. He stole all that and he wasn't even like being investigated for burglary. It just happened to be, huh, he burglarizes and knows how to get into places. I was like, our killer. <laughs> well, someone's obviously a Kissing Kate fan here. <laughs> all right. So until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why we... Hope to meet you where the dark corners are.